You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. I got 14 birthday cards. Yo, stingy self. Yo, poor people. I don't want no poor people around me. You're poor self. And if you ain't poor, you're stingy, so you're still poor. God said you're poor. Welcome back. Welcome back to Ratchet Ramblings. We hope you enjoyed that illustrious serving sermon. (laughs) (laughs) She's serving a collection Mm. plate uh, Mm. from none other than Salt Lake City's own Mary Cosby with your stingy selves. Okay. (laughs) Scientology. (laughs) And if you ain't poor, you stingy, so you poor anyways. Girl. That's what God said. Child. Girl, don't you know that God was a broke boy his damn self? The fuck do you <laughs> Miss Mamas? You can tell you don't read. The fuck alone. No, you we can read no tell damn you not no pastor. Well, that's what we could tell. We could tell you a scammer. And that's why we don't feel sorry for you when you get dragged on the show. Because you a loser with them crazy ass, bugged out ass eyes. <laughs> oh shit. The men in black eyes. <laughs> Anyways, y'all know who it is. It's, it's two of your favorites. Um, I'm Candace, not so newlywed PC on all social media. And as usual, I got my my co-host, my friend, my partner in crime, Jeremy. Hello, hello niggas. Um, my I got an AKA um, to say. And uh, my AKA is... Um, I found it mighty funny that a lot of y'all were shading Asante for traveling and getting the Rona when y'all been doing that the whole goddamn summer. Mm-hmm. Call inside house. But hello. Yeah. Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> we got a lot to cover today. I don't have any network announcements um, other than we probably will take the day after Christmas off. Um, especially if the only thing that's going to be on is Atlanta. Like if Andy decides <clears throat> that Potomac, the rest of the Potomac reunion not coming back to after the first of the year, um, it's no point. But we'll keep y'all posted. We're going to go ahead. Let's get this show started, friend. Yes. We're going to head on over to Bridezilla's for the season finale, season 13, episode 11, Gagzilla and Carrotzilla. Um, Veronica is still in debt for this wedding. Hmm. Kenny is still unemployed and not contributing a goddamn thing. <laughs> and then Kenny mama, Miss Kim, and Veronica get into it because she wasn't asked to speak at the reception. Hmm. It was, you know what, friend? I wonder how much we don't see from the footage because Veronica said out her own mouth that her and Kenny Mama usually have a really good relationship. So if you telling me that y'all relationship went from sugar to shit behind the wedding, y'all both can go to hell. Because yeah. that is truly fucking unnecessary. Because yeah, Miss Kim, Miss Kim says she gonna do whatever she want to do at the reception, and nobody gonna stop her. And then Veronica gonna gonna say, "Well, if you get on the mic, I'll have security escort you out." 
and she told Veronica, you ain't prepared to go at it with me. You never have been. You never will be. Then told her if Kenny family is too much for her, then she need to get the fuck on. And my thing That's is, a lot. That is a lot. My thing is two things. One, <clears throat> how much y'all getting paid for this? That's number one. Number two, what is it about these cameras that makes y'all turn up and act the ass for our entertainment, mind you? But Which we what appreciate, is, but in the grand scheme of things, why is y'all stupid? Yes, that. Thank you, my friend. Why are y'all stupid and getting on these cameras and either exposing the stupid that's already been inside you or playing stupid for this chick but either way why are you on why are you being stupid for these cameras because also, it can't be worth it y'all done had this whole big blow up in front of kenny grandma <laughs> Meemaw just in the background looking petrified she just, she just, she just was shaking her head, just like what? And see, but what that's how I know. Is going on. That's how I know. Like I say, y'all, y'all, it has to be y'all putting on for these cameras because she looked like, well, she looked like she looked like she had never seen this side of any of y'all before, ever. Yeah, yeah. Okay, friend, we on the same page because I was like, she looks genuinely shocked and appalled at they fucking behavior. Right, she's looking like she, you know, she's looking like girl. Before we came on the show, we was just sitting at Sunday dinner having a good old time. What the fuck happened? What the hell happened? Yeah, um, <laughs> they did. We <laughs> we gonna say the rest of their story for last, cause boy, is it a fucking doozy. Uh, if you had to pick a, a couple. To do a season finale with it, damn show these dysfunctional motherfuckers. This is true. Um, but <laughs> but then we head on over to Houston, and we meet Tosin and Waymo. Um, very African names for mm. for a very African couple. Tosin is a nurse practitioner, and Waymo is a. Uh, an anesthesiologist. So, I mean, they make a good living. Yeah. She lives in Houston. He lives in Rhode Island because that's where the money was for him. Mm. So, friend, imagine having one to have a traditional African wedding and y'all don't know y'all African traditions. <laughs> mm. Like, a I'm, I'm, I'm a fashion black show American. With a right? fashion show with no fashions. Hello. I'm black American and I understand some old, some new, some borrow, some blue. Your daddy walked you down the aisle. You jumped the broom. Uh, the, the unity candle <clears throat> holding the, the rope with three knots in it. One representing you, one representing the husband, one representing your life uh, through in the hands of God. And all. I, I, I understand all the little <clears throat> American wedding and black American wedding cultures and traditions. I do. You lighting a candle for your lost loved ones and so on and so forth. And we know we know them all. So imagine two second generation African 
people. Now they to to me to me they are not enough generations removed from their parents to not have any to know any of their cultural traditions. That's very fucking weird to me. And that just means they spend a lot of time trying to assimilate into American culture and forget about where they came from. Which girl, why would you want to do that? American culture is some bullshit. It's some bullshit. <laughs> like African culture has a lot of rich history behind it. Even the wedding ceremonies I find to be very beautiful and you know, the non-traditional, well, traditional to them, but the non, non-American influence, I love it. Right. How about this half ain't playing not name detail of that goddamn wedding? <laughs> she let her mama do all the planning, and two days before the wedding, she just going to see the venue. The shit in Houston. Why you wait? What? Mm. Why you didn't just go to the courthouse? Cause again, you ain't shit. Again. Again. And we said this before. If y'all just wanted to get a check on this damn show, say that. Stop playing in our damn face. That's all you had to say. Because I get it. Get you a bag when you find it. But at least show the bag. At least show the bag. And don't let it be ugly. Looking at you, Cardi. Woof. Because, girl. Girl. <laughs> You did all that goddamn crying and that motherfucker, that and motherfucker purse, purse looked like a brunch booth. That motherfucker was a ug. <laughs> you, you wanted to spend how much? Eighty-eight thousand dollars on the ugs purse, girl. Girl, leave us alone. Mm, but anyway, <laughs> that ugly ass. That <laughs> leave us alone, please. That shit was ugly as hell. <laughs> I'm sorry, I ain't mean to get on side trip, but that shit was so fucking ugly. No, it was ugly. And Girl, that person looked like some luggage. <laughs> what the fuck? She was irate about the shit, too. Y'all can't afford it. Okay, don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I can go to Ross and get one that look better than that. The fuck you mean? Like, okay, yeah. Can't you and this goddamn it. sister old nail ass first car. <laughs> it was it was a lot. It was it was a lot. Oh shit. All right, I'm it sorry. I didn't mean to get a sidetrack. It it just no. Leave us alone. Please, always and forever. Um, <laughs> you've shown us that the more money that you get, the more of a bozo you gonna become. Mm. And mm-mm. Mm-mm. just leave us alone, sweetie pie. Leave we ain't alone. asking for much. Mm-mm. Um, <laughs> but they go to the venue, and in grand fashion, they don't have shit they need for the wedding down to goddamn linen. They don't even have napkins for the table, child. And her biggest concern has been a new engagement ring because when he got, when they got engaged, he was a, a resident and she had a one and a half carat ring, but now she wanted a two to three carat ring and she was making it a big deal. Cause what she, what's her tagline? 
triple degrees and triple D's or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. It was yep. vapid. Very vapid. It's, it was it was giving me it was giving me real Brazilians of stupidity. Yeah. It really was. Um, but he ended up getting her the ring. The wedding ceremony ended up looking pretty nice, honestly. And um that was that. I, I feel like if we gonna have two couples in the season finale, they both need to bring the drama. This wasn't dramatic for me. No, um I think we've seen more dramatic couples earlier in the season. I agree. But <clears throat> mm, Speaking Veronica of drama. And Kenny did not disappoint with Liz Drama because Lee Hands. <laughs> first things first, Veronica <laughs> and Kenny get into it at the rehearsal dinner. She telling him to leave. And he like, you telling me to leave in front of all your family? Remember that. That's how they be sounding in the movies when the mama put the son out because she find out he's selling drugs. Yeah. <laughs> when I die, mama, then my blood gonna be on your hands. Yeah. Um, it sounded like uh, boys in the hood. <laughs> my blood on your hands if something happened to me, mama. Sounding like Jody and shit. Nigga, shut up. Kane! But then we get to the wedding day and Kenny drunk as shit. The, the, during the wedding day, right? He talked. He threatening to beat up his sister boyfriend and all kind of shit. He woke up forty miles from home, not knowing where the hell he was at. <laughs> right. Said he wasn't gonna drink no more to the reception. Was pissy. Mm-hmm. It was. It, he was. It was funny to me. Veronica yeah. still throwing up. She taking another pregnancy test. Um, and girl, please, okay. It, it... Listen, listen, listen. Look, in the words, <laughs> in the words of Offset, I stay out of women business. What I will say is, I do not believe you pregnant. I just think you are stressed because your your the nigga you about to marry is a broke boy. It's a bum. Yeah. Yeah. Because that'll stress anybody out. Absolutely. So then <laughs> we get to the we get to the uh no Kenny has a meltdown before the wedding ceremony because he missed his brother talking about I ain't going out there. I miss my fucking brother. He the reason I'm doing this, he the reason I need to get married. What I'm supposed to do without him. And it's like and it's like, ain't the ain't because you love the person that you're about to marry the reason you're supposed to be married or getting married. Or like no. maybe, maybe um maybe I am the delayed one, but ain't that ain't the person you about to marry the reason you supposed to be getting married? I I I thought thought it was, but apparently his dead brother is the cause for it. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan, you dead. Um, you, you get on my fucking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, you do you see you do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm too lazy to go back and cut that out. Y'all just act like I didn't say it. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. 
ain't me, ain't me. <laughs> My bad. Forgive me. Let me, like Yana say, uh, forgive me <laughs> for hurting you. <laughs> Please forgive me for <laughs> being a piece of shit. <laughs> The fact that you knew you had went too far because you started laughing. <laughs> okay, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, <laughs> all right, we got we got both shot to do. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> then the wildest shit ever <laughs> happened when Kenny is drunk as fuck and beats up Veronica's uh brother at the reception for no reason except he was just drunk as fuck. I'm talking about and uh, mm. Yeah. See, see, this is why. Yeah, the brother be... oh, was giving me my name radio vibes. <laughs> like you are so annoying. My name radio. My name radio. <laughs> you are so my name annoying. radio. He... My name, my name radio. <laughs> He, you, are, you killed my fucking nerves. I want you to know that. <laughs> he, 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 he did look. He did delayed. look a little delayed. However, this is why. Two things with this. One, this is why I can't be around nobody that can't hold his damn. They damn look. No. Number one and number no. two. And number two. And this he, is a, he rocked them to sleep. The producers and Veronica picking him off the floor like, oh my God, he just knocked my brother out cold. Bitch, what kind of sisters you to even say that on camera? <laughs> that and piggybacking off of that, this is why what you said last week about the girls having to escape misogyny and patriarchy because she went ahead and married the nigga anyway. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I would have never annulled the marriage so goddamn fast. Let me tell you one motherfucking thing. You put your hands on my family member. For especially no my, they especially my radio it. one. <sighs> you knew what you was getting into. I told you how I was feeling in the pregame, friend. So don't even... <laughs> and the best yet to come. That's what I'm afraid of. Um... <laughs> <laughs> you put your you get on my nerves so bad. You put your hands on my family member for no reason because you can't hold for any reason, honestly. But especially because you can't hold your liquor because you a bum on the day of our on the day of our wedding. Boy, I at shoot the reception, you. at I, I will shoot. I, listen, this is why Harriet Tubman carried a nine. Okay, this is exactly why. Fuck, I fuck. No, I'm just, okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that we ain't but like 20 minutes into the episode and already I am so tired of you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Every Negro side. <laughs> when the shots spring out. <laughs> oh, man, listen, I said listen. many men. 
wish death upon me. Like, how you not? I'm not. The brother was. Mm-mm. He ain't deserved she, it. She pregnant too, six months, right? She pregnant, still six months, pregnant. Oh, she is pregnant. She yeah, she hella pregnant. Mm. Talking about she told him it was therapy or she was leaving him. First of all, it should have been therapy with the first punch thrown to your brother. Cause girl, what the fuck? First of all, you shouldn't have to give nobody ultimatum to get help. Uh that hello. The fact that he unemployed, hadn't contributed to his wedding, um, drunk as hell, a mama's boy, uh, that should have been enough to make him get the help he needed. Yeah. Well. Like, all the signs and flags were right there, and you ignored all of them. And now your brother paid the price for it for no damn reason. I, child, listen. Let me have been a cousin at that damn reception and saw that shit. <laughs> hey, listen, it would have been gang, gang, gang. Listen, whoop Rico on that ass. Whoop Kenny. Yeah. That's what have been like. Whoop Kenny. Whoop that trick. It it would have been like that one movie with DJ. Hey man, we finna beat your ass, man. <laughs> right. Don't don't listen. touch my slow brother, man. <laughs> listen, it it would have been listen. It would have been, been like it would have flow. Listen, it would have hustle of hands. <laughs> it would have been like a listen. It would have been like side park. Oh my slow. god! Okay, Mm-mm. he kid his ass. You mm-hmm. bastards! Exactly. That's what it would have been. Cause nah. that's why. Listen, this is why Veronica ain't got Veronica ain't got no real bitches in, in, in her family. And I'm you and I'm using bitch unisex. Cause a real bitch would have seen that shit and Kenny would be on the on the floor. She so, would have knocked Kenny in his goddamn head. Listen, li- listen, listen. Let her let her let a real nigga cousin have been there. Or if just anybody in that family, she listen, her brother wouldn't have been the only one on the floor. Mm. Hey, they would have been down there together eating dirt. Hello? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> that was the season finale of Bridezilla's, though. I liked it. I, I like Bridezilla's this season. I like Lonnie Love as the host. Um, I agree. I think she did what needed to be done. I thought most of the couples on there was entertaining, honestly. Yeah. They gave us mess. That. Cool. Let's move on to Ready to Love. <laughs> this has been a breakout show that I did not expect to like that I ended up liking a whole lot. Um, I actually have been watching Ready to Love on Fridays when it airs. Um, I haven't been coming back to catch up on it because um, I've been excited to see what happens next. So to our listeners that recommended it, Thank you. Yes. Thank you yes. a lot. Because I actually did end up enjoying it. Um, it gave us dating show, but it didn't take us into that weird space where we went all them years ago with like flavor love, finding Ray J some love, you know, 
uh, you know what it did? Move me to New York or whatever New York show was. <laughs> which, they were all breakout shows in that time period, but I don't think we need to go back to that time period specifically. You know what it? You, you know what it gave me? It gave me. It gave me dating show, but don't make it Twitter. Huh? Yeah. It gave me dating show, but not extremely obnoxious. Like it's realistic dating show. Like mm. it's got some drama. It's got a little bit of this. It's got a little bit of that. The people are generally attractive. It's cool. I like it. With that said, <sighs> Denise, bitch, you still don't know it's a dating show. <laughs> After we said how many times last episode? It's a motherfucking dating show. And then you only entertaining Anthony, which I think Anthony a good catch. He now that he opened up, because remember that was our criticism last week about him yeah. and Brian. He laid back. He's attractive. You know, he's easy to talk to. But you're only entertaining him thinking you're going to make Calfani jealous. And the joke's on you, bitch, because Adriana is winning Calfani over. He don't give yeah. a fuck what you doing because he's starting to not really be checking for you. Again, when you don't approach a dating show like it is a dating show. Yeah. That's what you get. You end up looking like a weirdo, and now he's kind of turned off. Shit, anybody would be. Joy and Jay might as well just get together because they have impeccable chemistry, and that's the couple I'm rooting for. Yes. I like them also, both. Also, also, not not gonna lie. I don't like to see it. I, we here. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see it. I didn't uh, even have to see it. <laughs> I knew where you was going. Yep. I, I would and like where to see you it. was going was right. It's in the right direction. Yeah, I would like to see. I would like to see them going in some directions. The Pornhub Highway. Show. XNXX me. Okay. As we're going to find out, in the elimination room and stuff like that, Simone is a lot. And she and Edwin had no chemistry because she went past the trying to get to know you. She got into that weird intrusive area. Like... Okay, we are on the same page because when they was together, I was just like, so you gonna let the man talk or... (laughs) Not only that, not only that, I think people feel like people can't do the work and be healthy when a parent has decided to be absentee and that they are just damaged and there's no way out of it and they live their whole life disappointed. Yeah, she was projecting a lot that, on him. Yeah, and living in that that area of I had a deadbeat parent, but the thing is there are a lot of people who do the work, they find that they will choose a different path should they have kids. They don't let the lack of a parent define who they'll be as an adult, and they move forward. 
Was just, yeah. It is a lot of people that do not spend <clears throat> their lives trapped inside their mommy and daddy issues. Like the thing about they like little date or conversation or whatever is like I didn't again I didn't necessarily mind the question, but because she again, kept that, trying to make the answer what she wanted it to be. Yes, like 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 it was more like it wasn't it didn't feel like a natural conversation where she was asking and letting him you know what you know what he she was she, she was, was doing, questioning him like she was at a trial yeah, not only that she was doing what Brian is criticized most for and that's not listening she was conversing not to listen but to respond yes that's what she there was it doing is. Cause like like that whole time was like, again, I don't think like it was necessarily over the line as far as like the conversation itself. But she didn't really let it be a conversation. She just like Edwin say one thing, and before he can even really get it out of her mouth, here she go with another question. He responds to that one before he can even really get that one out of his mouth. Here she go again. It's like this is not. This is more like an interview, more than a conversation and a getting to know somebody. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. Um, Adriana and Rashid had a date, and their chemistry was amazing as usual. I don't really have anything new to report back on that. I too would. Like Alex to see now doesn't feel she has any chemistry with Brian, and at this point, she regrets not getting to know the other guys. And well, that's what happened when you don't treat a dating show like a what? <laughs> A dating show. When you don't <laughs> treat a dating show like a dating show, you end up with cake on your goddamn face because it is a dating show. Hello? It's a dating show. And y'all did not do that. You did not do that. Like, if this is how y'all act on a... If this is how y'all don't date on a dating show, I would hate to see what the fuck y'all doing y'all at regular day lives. Me too. Cause God damn. God. Um. So then, Brian tells Alex that he's never been in love as an adult, and it turned Alex off. But I wonder. So she figured out, friend. She figured out three or four episodes ago with that Alicia situation that she just wasn't feeling Brian no more. Why not be honest with him and why not s- stop engaging him? Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I agree with that. You kind of shot yourself in the foot because three or four episodes ago, which is probably, I don't know, they do stuff week by week or whatever. So that was at least a month <clears throat> worth of time you wasted. Yeah. Like my thing is I don't, I don't blame her for like seeing, seeing that as a flag, but those times were there like three or four episodes ago. <laughs> That's yeah. my only thing. Like, cause I mean, cause, cause I too, and I'm glad that the, um, I don't know what his name is, but the doctor, the host or whatever, he, uncle um, Tommy or some shit like that. Yes. Cause when she told him that, and he was like, Cause she asked him like, when somebody tells you like they never had been in love as an adult, how do you respond? Like what, how do you respond to that? And he, he said what I was thinking. And I'm so glad that he, I, I like him. I don't know his name, but I like him. He was like, 
He was like, well, what have you been doing with all that time? There you go. And we see it in Brian because he is dip. And we've been saying this for like three episodes. There's no depth to him. Anthony finally showed some this episode. But with Brian, it's just like he I'm there. I'm attractive. You attractive. That's it. That, like, that's all there is to him. Yeah, and it and it shows that somebody who, with his own admission, has not been in love or had a meaningful relationship as an adult. It shows. Yeah, it certainly and, does. And she's not wrong for that. It's just that you should have known these signs three episodes ago because they were there. That's all. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent, there, friend. Yep, you covered it. Um. Then we get to the, yeah, teamwork, make the dream work. You know how that be. Um, We get to the little round table with the guys and the girls discussing, you know, who's in their top, who they have at least chemistry with. And as we said, the first thing out Calfani's mouth is he will pick Adriana over Denise. Um. Winter told Alex that Brian downplayed their connection or whatever they had going. She still is very insecure to me. Like, I'm I'm really trying to see it for Winter, but I swear every episode she's inquiring about whoever, whatever guy she's dealing with connection with the next woman versus focusing on the connection she has with them. Yeah, I agree. Because she was asking, Ed, was it? No, she was asking Anthony about his connections. Yeah. Like, so who else you connecting with here? Why matter? It's a dating show, baby. But not only it's not only is it a dating show, but you sh- if your connections were if your connections were as solid as they should be, because you should be treating this as a dating show, you wouldn't have to worry about anybody else. Like I understand it is getting to that crunch time. However. If your connections are solid as they should be, because you should be building connections and bonding, because again, this is a dating show, then you wouldn't have to be inquiring about anybody else's because your foundation would be solid. Rock solid. Solid as a damn rock. Yeah. And I too like I too want to like want to see if we want to because you know I you know I love them thick. But girl, you you not you not treating this. You not you not you ain't got your eyes on the sparrow. Yeah. Like you 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 are not you are not treating a dating show like a dating show, and it is upsetting me and my home girl. Cause we want to see it for you, but it seems like you don't want to see it for yourself. And that's that. You hate to see it. Yeah, you right, friend. You sure right. Um, the ladies all said they were least compatible with Brian. (laughs) 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 Which you know how that can go. I mean, well, um, when you just show up and don't you know contribute no depth or anything to the process of a dating show, you know. Yeah. That's how you end up in the bottom. You play yourself. Yeah. Uh, So then um, they end up 
So the guys peeped something, and I was glad they peeped it. Um, that Simone only wants to have a connection when it's elimination time. Mm. So, you know, they got rid of her ass too. So Brian and Simone went home. I thought those was good choices because we just saw in like the last episode Simone connect with Rashid. We hadn't seen her connect with anybody else. And friend, I thought it was weird when she was like telling Calfani, um, "You still in my top? How she? How he in your top? And y'all haven't gone on a date?" Yeah, yeah. What is he in the I, top I peep, of I, for you? I, I peeped that as well. I peeped that as well. So I, I feel like the right. Like I, yeah, I feel nah. like the. I feel like the right choices were made to be sent home. Brian, for uh, obvious reasons. Uh, And Simone, because it's like, you only got your game face on when it's time to be sent home. Yeah. And that's not how this works. And this is not to say, now again, I do, I want Winter and Denise to treat a fucking dating show like a fucking dating show. (laughs) However, (laughs) I can say they have it's been rocky, but they have been building connections outside of elimination time. Cannot say the same for Simone. So I feel like it was right to send her home. No, I agree. Um, I'm looking forward to next week's episode. They The couples are dwindling down. It's five men, five women. We're going to see Calfani and Denise on a date. And that should be interesting. Yes. So, mm-hmm. that'll be very interesting to see. Next, it's time to go into the land of the housewives, friend. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Real Housewives of Atlanta premiered season 13. <laughs> We're going to hit that because it was very, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm walking through it. Season 13, episode one, no justice, no peace. Let's get mm. this out the way. And <laughs> Portia's no. activism still seems very performative to me. It has since she was in the news about it, in the blogs about it. Um, I've said this before. I said it on Twitter. I'll say it again. It's, it's It seems performative. It seems like a way to have a storyline. It seems like a way to keep your name relevant. Housewives is not doing well. At least Atlanta. Atlanta's not doing well. Um, she had very little storyline last season. Hasn't had a storyline really and truly, if we're being honest, since the um, Candy Phaedra situation if we are to be honest um she got with the hot dog man that blew up really quickly um and then that that was that but when the brian when we found out about brianna taylor and portia decided to go to louisville and protest what really pissed me off was how she, uh, Yandy from Love and Hip Hop New York, um, and some other 
people, they kind of turned it into a social event. Having yeah, they had that fucking flyer and all panels and that panel and Brianna Taylor face wasn't even in the foreground. They had the shit in the background, half transparent. It just was so much, and their excuse for doing it was, "Well, her family is okay with it." That don't make it right. Yeah, it don't make don't make it right to center yourself around this woman's death. And y'all have long taken y'all asses home and her family, they're the ones still fucking fighting. Yeah. They're like, still I fighting was, to this day being denied. Agreed. Like I was I was trying to give Portia the benefit of the doubt uh until that flyer shit. Like once like that was like the straw that broke the activist back for me when it comes to uh Miss uh, Portia Luther King. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was it. So I'm I'm saying that with my whole chest and you can stay mad if you need to. Then oh, I mean imagine go, getting mad over Porsche. <laughs> before we go. I really want people to stop saying they are invested in justice, criminal justice reform, police brutality, and injustice and all of that because I got a black son. I got a black daughter. I got a black this. I got. It shouldn't take none of that. You can have zero fucking kids. You could be an only child. Both your parents could be dead. Your best friend could be white. You shouldn't have to have a black anything to just understand that how black people are treated in this country and around the world by police and the criminal justice system is just wrong as fuck. That's it. Full stop. You don't need a black son to understand that. You don't need a black daughter to to, to talk about that. Just like you shouldn't need a men, the same way we say men should need to have daughters and sisters and this that, and the third to understand the violence that black women suffer at the hands of men is just fucking outlandish. You shouldn't need no sister to understand street harassment. Exactly. So I'm really tired of y'all saying that stupid shit. You shouldn't. <clears throat> it shouldn't take someone within a marginalized community being close to you in some capacity for you to have a base understanding uh, and respect for them as a human being that you should already have. Exactly. Um, Candy always talking about sucking dick. But don't do no sucking of dick. I want to have a quick conversation about one Candy Barres because we didn't really talk about this when it first hit the news. But Candy, you a trifling cheat bitch. <laughs> and what you did to that teenager working at motherfucking Chick Fil A because they said no problem or sure versus my pleasure, bitch, sit down. Made fucking multiple videos. I just want to know. Why I just left Chick-fil-A getting my food. <laughs> this impersonation. And the person <laughs> at the window gonna say you got it instead of my pleasure. 
Now it's saying the Chick-fil-A handbook it's supposed to say my pla- shut the fuck up. We in the middle of a fucking pandemic. These people is over fucking worked and under fucking paid. If you got a no problem or you got it over a my pleasure, bitch, so what? Candy so, is every bit of her mama. Yeah, bitch, you mama Joyce in a sometimes better wig. Emphasis on the sometimes, cause mm. very sometimey. Mm. Cause what you always say, friend, them wigs, child, them wigs. Cynthia decides to throw a little lunchy and brunchy and thing. This stupid bitch brings her patio furniture into her driveway to have a lunch in instead of having it in what? Her back fucking yard. You know, it, it, all, I ain't hold on. I ain't gonna say Cynthia don't look good, but boy, did the quarantine put a lot of weight on Cynthia. Uh, yeah. She looked good though. She still it went to all the right places. It looked yes. like it, you know went to her hips and her ass and her thighs and all of that. But she gained a lot of weight. She said she gained twenty pounds just when she was in California for four months. Yeah, it 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 truly must be something to have money more money than the average working person in America has, particularly black working person. And just waste that money on bullshit. <laughs> and being stupid. I just... Mm. Mm. And mm-hmm. then Marlo came over. But I am screaming at Marlo being in and then them nice them ice and nini out. Because if I remember correctly, friend, if I recall correctly, mm-hmm. very few people like Marlo on that show First came on as a friend of the show with Nene. Mm-hmm. Am I rewriting history? Because no, I thought a lot of them could not stand her. You are not rewriting history. Marlo has always been uh, one of, um, if not one of the worst, if not the worst pr- people on that show. She was a consistent antagonist when she was a friend of the show. Yep. For many, for a lot of seasons, she antagonized Candy. She antagonized Cynthia. She antagonized um, Portia. Portia. She antagonized Kenya. She and Kenya only became friends when they were on the outs with Nene. So I just do not understand. Yeah, she didn't antagonize Nene. Yeah. She antagonizes everybody. Yeah. So I just thought it was really weird to to bring her on the show all of a sudden after Nene is no longer on the show, which we're going to have a little conversation about this after we wrap up these notes real quick. And Marlo being just as extra as hell coming to Cynthia's house, checking Cynthia and Candy's uh, temperatures and, and measuring how far apart their chairs are at the table and shit. It's a little on the weird side. If you got to do all of that, Miss Mamas, you can stay home. Ain't nothing wrong with staying home in the uh, pancetta. Listen, if you that concerned about the pantasia, then stay home. Absolutely. Because, baby, one thing, ain't no, can't nobody be mad at you for doing that a panora- during a panorama and staying in your goddamn house. 
right? Like how you like if you that concerned about the if you that concerned about the Panera bread, but you out but you out in the Panera, you can't be performative trying to check post temperature, girl. Like the call is coming from inside the house. That's all I'm saying, Miss Mamas. If you're gonna do all of that over during the panko breadcrumbs, just stay home. It don't exactly. gonna make nobody no big difference one way or another. Um Exactly. You know what you you know what you could be doing in the penicillin? Staying home. Exactly. So they asked, um, so Candy and Marlo asked, have anybody talked to Kenya? And this is when we get Kenya's storyline. Um, so remember last we heard, friend, Kenya and Mark was in counseling, they was working through their marriage, things mm-hmm. was going good. And then um the pan then the panda bear hit and can right. you say shit just went to hell and a lot of Mark's businesses, his restaurants, which naturally because it's what's been happening, they said ten thousand restaurants was closing in the next several weeks. Right, um they can't right, just, right. just couldn't afford to stay open. So his businesses suffered. And ultimately, I guess Kenya says that Mark started to take that out on her. Their business is failing. Okay. Okay. Now, for the record, if y'all couldn't have tell, I did not watch the premiere, uh, so I'm leaning heavily on my friend here to guide us through. Uh, But correct, my thing with that is correct me if I'm wrong, but hadn't Mark been taking all kind of shit out on Kenya even before the pantaloon? So, (laughs) yeah, I'm like, I guess, but. I get it, but also, like, this nigga has, like, never really liked you from what we saw, so... <laughs> Correct. Correct. And so they show Kenya going to see a divorce attorney. Like, and, like last season. Well, first of all, Kenya... Kenya looks bad. Mm. Like, she looks like the stress of that marriage is eating her alive. She looks old. Her skin looks bad. And Kenya has always had some not so great skin. That ain't no big deal. But it's a different kind of bad. It's not no acne and shit. It looks like she just looks like there's haggard. no life in her. Yeah, she looks she looks lifeless mm. in this first episode. Um, and do you know all the shit? I'm gonna be honest. I don't I don't have any sympathy for Kenya. Um, oh, no. with this divorce storyline because when Kenya and Mark rushed and got married that's all Kenya was throwing in the ladies faces I was uh, married we now saw, we saw her do that with what's that one lady's name to- Tanya Tanya yeah. Tanya yeah Tanya she just you're a fiance you're not a wife well you're she a wife full, and you're miserable she went full life of a wife like Yandy. Yeah, what's the point in bragging about being anybody's wife if you miserable? And the nigga don't like you. Honestly, well, this, this the ice on the cake, friend. Okay. Miss Mamas, Miss King Miss Kenya Moore didn't have a fucking prenup. <gasps> and as we see in the previews for the season. Mark files for divorce and Mark wants alimony. 
<laughs> Mark Daly. Mark oh. Alimony. Kill your girl. Uh-huh, friend. Let it this see. This nigga about to take us to the cleaners. <laughs> And Kenya's lawyer talking about, well, we should be able to fight for him to not get anything because y'all were only married for three years. But as we see, how? As we see, Kenya also says Mark isn't a president accounted for a parent, but that's what you married. Again, did don't. I, I, it sounded like to me the lawyer asked like how was he with his other kids or something like that no the producer asked was he more present and accounted for with his other kids and she talking about that's a loaded question I'd rather not ask so basically he a deadbeat and you so married he, a deadbeat he, he's, he's basically Chris from Potomac basically and you and you married that nigga without a prenup can you I, mm 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 Mm. 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 That's what I'm saying, friend. Kenya, how can you quote unquote in your own words read a bitch, but you can't read a room? How that work? You can't read a prenup because you can't find you didn't find one. <laughs> <laughs> we cut to candy. Um, and Riley, who's 18 and has since this film has gone off to college at NYU. Congratulations to her. Um, yes. but Candy talks about how she's filed for child support from Riley's father. Um, and Riley talks about how her father is present and accounted for with all his other children except for her. And let me just say, it's a lot of things I don't care for Candy about. But one thing I agree about, and I don't give a fuck how much money she got, I would take that nigga to goddamn court and get my back child support. Because according to Candy, he riding around in Bentleys, he making these kind of moves and that kind of moves, and he is just never available nor present and accounted for to help take care of their fucking daughter. So if you riding around in Bentleys, you got some back child support money, and I won't sit. Because Candy said if she get the money back, she just going to use it to help pay for Riley's schooling. And Riley said that it was time for her daddy to step up. It's time for her to, him to step up and be a daddy. But it should make you feel like shit. I hope Riley daddy, what's the nigga name? Block. Block, you should feel like shit hearing your daughter on national TV saying that he a bum father and she don't really need him. Well, Woo. points were made. I have nothing to add. Points were made. Uh, then we cut back over to Cynthia, and I guess Mike Hill is now in Atlanta with Cynthia, and they happy to be together away from the kids because Mike said he tired of Cynthia moaning like a car trying to start up with her head under the pillow during sex. Um, <laughs> 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 Not he Mike. He's tired of her sneak moaning and shit like that. Which, not Mike um, saying that. Not Mike saying that she sound like a car that a shade tree mechanic need to work on. 
Now, Mike say this how Cynthia sound during sex. Uh, you know what? All right. All right. All right. All right. I just want you to know. I, I just want you to know that I hate you from the bottom of my, you. You get on my nerves. <laughs> 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 Nigga says, nigga says, Cynthia sound like you sent me to say I'm trying to move. I'll take some dick, folks. Like, what? <laughs> 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 okay, okay. Come I'm on, sorry, I'm come sorry, on, Cynthia. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> okay, oh, okay, that okay, might be okay. the show title. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. We, I'm okay. I'm we, getting we serious good. again. Hold on. <clears throat> All right. Me 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 me. Yeah, that's how my, that's how Cynthia be saying. <laughs> <laughs> And so, <laughs> um, Cynthia and Mike start talking about this big ass wedding that they didn't planned in this. And I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna even call it the right thing because this, for for real, it made me just not have no form of respect for Cynthia. And I know she don't give a fuck about my respect. She don't know me from a can of paint. But if she ever do run across me, please know, bitch, I don't have no respect for you or Mike Hill for planning that big ass wedding in the middle of a pandemic. Mm. that wedding was so big that Bravo refused to film it because it was so many people coming to that wedding and there was no way for them to explain their lack of social distancing in a pandemic if they were re- filming that wedding I would just like to point to out be no liability whatsoever for anything that happened at that wedding with all those people there I would just like to point out this is how you know that my friend and also me, uh, we are serious because we're not even uh plan calling the pandemic something other than the pandemic in this. Instance. No, you had a 200 plus person wedding in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, and, and like this just happened because like we just got the report that they stopped filming that shit like what two weeks ago? Yep. And in all of the pictures that we've seen people were not properly masked up. I need y'all to understand those plastic shield masks, they require an actual mask on under the plastic shield. Are y'all stupid? Yes, they are. 200 plus people. I don't think Cynthia really cares about being married. Cynthia likes having weddings. And if that's the case, bitch, throw a bourbon ball. Signs of sexual assault. <laughs> throw a Cynthia ball. Throw a prom, bitch, because that's all you want to have. And Mike Hill sitting his stupid, ugly, funny-looking ass up there talking about, well, why should we have to postpone our perfect wedding day because the world not perfect? Because y'all desire to have a fucking wedding could cost hundreds and thousands of people their fucking lives. That's why. 
Child, fuck both of y'all. That was all that really happened that was worth talking about on Atlanta. Indeed. Let's move on to Salt Lake City. It's going to be quick and dirty. Quick and dirty episode of Salt Lake City. Season one, episode five, Ladies Who Lunch. Um, Because that's all that fucking Met Gala air quote was. Go ahead, friend. Yeah, that wasn't no Met Gala, was it? Nobody dressed impeccably. There was no real theme. But I just want to talk about him <laughs> being mad that Mary was opening her eyes while talking is the epitome of fucking loopy. Like, you, yes. I just realized that watching this episode, Jen and Mary are two sides of the same coin, and that's why they don't like each other. Yes. Um, yes. I admit, Mary got crazy ass eyes. Mary, Mary, crazier than two left shoes on a right-footed person, and I mean that. <laughs> yes, she um, she bad shit. She got she, her eyes is crazy. Yeah, uh, if you would allow me to uh, have the floor, friend, I have a couple of things to say about this. <clears throat> yes, be my guest. Uh, so, um, and I talked about this a little on Twitter, but I would just like to reiterate here. Um, I have things to say. Um, I maintain and I will forever maintain that the reason that Jen does not like Mary uh, is stupid. Well, at least the reason that is on the show, because like my friend just said, they, they two sides of the same coin. They they two they two closures of the same wig, um, if you will. Um, but the whole like you talked about my aunt thing, that shit is stupid. And Jen overreacted, and I will forever maintain that. However, Mary is also batshit crazy and anti-black. However, on that front, and somebody um, pointed this out to me on Twitter, is that I'm not giving Jen too many or honestly any roses on that front because while Mary is absolutely anti-black, the you fact that you to are be her friend. that part, that part, there you go. Like, if you already knew about her not wanting to be around black people and calling black people ghetto as a pejorative and this, then the third, it should not have taken this stupid-ass reason for you to not fuck with Mary anymore if you really care about black people the way that you claim that you do. So I, somebody brought it up to me, and I agree with them, and I agree. I see right through that shit, Jen. Yep, it's performative. It's performative as fuck. Now, did it make me ashamed that even, even with it being performative, and let me emphasize, it's very performative. Did it make me ashamed that somebody being performative like that had to defend black people, air quotes, against another black person? Yes. But that just goes to show that both of you two bitches is crazy. And both of y'all anti-black. And I don't fuck with neither one of them. Correct. Now, Mary, Miss Mamas, Miss Mams, you full of shit. And I'm going to tell you why you full of shit. For a couple of reasons. One, the fact that you claim that you want people to be open and honest and everybody gets a voice and I'm about women's empowerment and all that shit, you a motherfucking lie. Because you can't say that while also continuously cutting people off and not letting them talk and express their feelings. And when they do, you immediately immediately dismiss them. And I'm not even talking about Jen because fuck her too. I'm talking about Heather and Whitney and Meredith when everybody was trying to calm the situation down and have both of you two heifers calm down and reach a middle ground 
you kept cutting them off. You didn't let them talk. You do. You didn't let you. You listen. This is a thing from ready to love to this. You listened to respond instead of listen to understand. And you wanted to dominate and control that conversation. Because as much as you talk shit about Jen, you the same type of motherfucker. You want to control the conversation. You don't want nobody to have an opinion but you. And let's get to the other root. Would nobody be able to use grand, grandpa fucker as a diss to you if you did not fuck your grandpa? And here we are. I was like, waiting get for to you the to ruler. get here, friend. You got called exactly what you are. Case closed. End the discussion. Leave us alone. We don't want to hear no more. Exactly. I don't care if he your blood grandpa, if he your step grandpa, if he your mama papa, if he your me ma, g ma, he ma, she ma, yeehaw papa. <laughs> <laughs> you fucked, married, Yeehaw, and had a fucker. child with your grandmother's husband that she yeah. was married to at the time of her passing. Let's talk about it. Okay. Let's get to the root. And that man saw you grow up. Mm-hmm. Saw you as a kid. Yeah. Probably changed your diapers. Yeah. And babysat you while you was at your grandma's house. Yeah, because he, he 108. You ended up dating him, mm-hmm. sexing him, mm-hmm. marrying him, Got a and child having together. a child with him. Yeah. You, Miss Lady, Our grandpa are fucker. a grandfather fucker. Yeah. And it is what it is. And we tired of you sitting your bleach skin humped up wig yo yo wig is higher than Whitney's father <laughs> just want you to know your wig said higher than Whitney's father after he relapsed them six fucking weeks out of fucking rehab honestly hell him relapsing is probably going to your goddamn Scientology ass church you are a liar and a deceiver. we are sick of you sitting on this goddamn TV show week after week lying about your grandfather, your grandmother wanted you to marry your grandfather. Ain't no way in fucking hell. Ain't no way. You a liar, ma'am. That's just what it is. You fucked your grandfather. And if you're going to get, if, it, if being reminded of it constantly make you sensitive, Maybe just you know, not fuck your grandpa again. I don't that know and me. learn to shut the fuck up more. Like it wasn't Jen's place to say, and again, fuck her too. But wouldn't nobody take deals at you if you didn't if you didn't speak your opinion when you shouldn't your damn self. Yeah, if you would shut up. Yeah, and like you can't have it both ways. You can't be the most opinionated, but also the most sensitive. That shit don't fucking work. It don't work like that at all. That's not how it goes. And then turned around and called this woman a hoodlum. Right? You know you racist when you use a hoodlum, though. Like, that's... Some, yeah, you like, anti... You anti-black in the motherfucker. Right? Um, like, you didn't, you and didn't you even... And you can't dress. Like, 
<laughs> like she called a ghetto afterwards, but like she went straight to hoodlum. You know how much you know how much anti-blackness you got to have in you to call somebody a hoodlum? Listen. I thought that shit was outdated as fuck. Me too. But you all right, she can't dress for shit. Like your house tacky, your fashion's tacky, your wigs tacky, your the eyes decision tacky. Decision and men tacky. I will. Mm. Um, and they cut to Mary talk, discussing what happened at hold the end. Hold on, can, can I say something real quick? Yeah. Can I say something real quick? Also, Mary. Also, Mary, you you not a good friend. Because you called Heather, you you when when I, was, I forgot Heather when Heather Meredith and Whitney was trying to defuse the situation, you turned on Heather saying that she two faced and this that and the third and she got many faces. She don't have many faces. She just got one. It just happened to be ugly. Mm. Well, good majority of that cast ugly. So that that is also true. That is you got also to true. let go and let God on that. Well, God already let go and He said, "God damn." But yeah, God said you hold stink. <laughs> <laughs> when it came God to the said face not today. Yeah, when it came to the face department, God said not today. He came back when it came to Whitney, but uh, the rest of the cast. Uh, mm, mm, mm. Mm. But continue, friend. Yeah. Continue, continue. It's a no. I just want to say when we get to um, when we get to Mary um, talking to her husband, girl, he looked like a sack of bones. He just fat. <laughs> he just fat and light skin. <laughs> I, <laughs> he built. He built like Doctor Eggman from Sonic. <laughs> Like, what is this? I at least like he ain't good looking, he ain't nothing. Miss Mama's going to tell the people that you you tell the truth. Yeah, tell the tell truth. He, and he talk about they don't know nothing about us, they don't know our business to be judgmental. We know you was married to her grandma. Yeah. We know you a grandpa. We know you was her grandpa. We know that y'all married now. We know y'all got a kid together now. We know enough to know that she fucked her grandpa. <laughs> what more else do we need to know? <laughs> Talking about don't let it get to you. You absolutely should let it get to you. That's nasty. That's nasty. It already has gotten to her. That's why we're here now. <laughs> Having lunches and shit. Exactly. Y'all leave us alone. That's what you can do. Yeah, leave us alone, Grandpa. Hell alone. Leave us alone, Grandpa Robotnik. Listen. Because I thought that was the help. I was like, that's her husband. (laughs) (laughs) You see? (laughs) He had on that loose neck t shirt. (laughs) I was like, oh, Lord, he needs some downy. (laughs) I thought he worked for her. And then when he started talking like they don't know nothing about us, they don't know our business. <laughs> and I was like, wait, that's him? <laughs> Lord Jesus, no, 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 no. You didn't think so? It like I he, knew that was her nigga from the other episode. <laughs> 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 ah. 
I am screaming. You got that nigga Well, in all fairness, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, did I'm not saying. The, did you see the neck on the t-shirt? It reminds I mean, me of that listen. commercial when that man show up on the blind date with the saggy t-shirt neck, and they listen. be like, "You need to use some downy." <laughs> listen, I'm, listen, I'm not saying you wrong because he do look like the help. It's just funny that you said it. <laughs> well, I was I was confused, I guess. <sighs> also, he mad, he mad sassy for somebody that married his granddaughter. Yeah. Like, sir, like, you don't, n- nigga, this, this, this is not Westeros. We don't do that shit here. That's nasty. You, you, they both too defensive for two people that did some weird ass shit. Yeah, like nigga, listen, y'all better listen, y'all better take a page from Cersei and stand up in that shit. You see, Cersei didn't give not a damn fuck about fucking Jamie at all. Listen, if you're gonna do some weird shit, you better stand up in it. Hmm. Y'all too defensive for my liking. <laughs> I, my. When I was like, oh, that's Robert Sr., that's a lot. Um, one of the people that I am enjoying on this show is Whitney. Um, yes. I do like the dad with her storyline. Like I said, it's for two reasons. I do enjoy seeing people try to take a hold over their drug addictions. Because um, most times people's drug addictions win the battle and they go to their grave as addicts. Um, and it's usually the addiction that take them there. And I also enjoy seeing white people hit rock bottom. I agree so, with both points. I agree with both points. So it's really good seeing Whitney not allow the community that they grew up in and that Mormon bullshit to make her turn her back on her dad. Um, it's good that he is being accountable for his own sobriety and taking a big step and going back into sober living. He realized he was not ready to not be in sober living he needs to do some more healing, some more treatment, some more therapy to really face this addiction head on. And he re- he recognizes that he can't do it alone and he needs to go back into treatment. Good for him. We wish him the best. <sighs> Meredith and Seth are a stressful ass couple and I just want them to leave. Get divorced already. Y'all yes. doing a whole fucking <clears throat> lot. I just... Like Y'all when they holding on for the sake of holding on. Speaking of holding on, like when they it, it, like they was in that goddamn room and they started crying and hugging each other, like I don't want to do this. Well, nigga, then don't do it. Like either stay together or get divorced. But please leave us alone with all these damn theatrics. Please, we can't take no more. Listen, listen, this ain't goddamn General Hospital shit. It ain't. We just want to be left alone. Exactly. It is, more, uh-huh. it is more interesting personalities and dynamics on this goddamn show. Truly. Because we see the reason y'all need to get a divorce. Hell, y'all don't like each other no goddamn more. At all. And it's obvious. He come home for one day at a time. Like, fam, come on. If somebody can't make time to be with their family for a whole fucking weekend... You don't want to be there. Call it what it is. Just call it what it is. Truly. Because that's some that's some weirdo shit. 
Yeah, like, I'm, I'm only here for one day, huh? How you socially dis? How you socially distancing in your marriage? Very weird, friend. Very weird. Um, that was it for Salt Lake City. Is it was short and to the point, and yeah. I appreciate that. Now. What we all been waiting for, the season finale of Real Housewives of Potomac. Yes, get this shit over Episode with. 19, <laughs> Deck the Halls with Drama. Robin and Juan decided to throw their annual holiday party for their families and friends, and they certainly didn't let that $90,000 she was in debt deter them. So that's mm. good for them. Um, spread some Christmas cheer before you go to jail for tax fraud. Good for right. y'all. Dick the balls with bowels of dick. <laughs> Too far? Dick okay, the cool. commissary. <laughs> um, Robin didn't invite Monique to the party, and I'm not shocked because even if the situation between Candace and Monique hadn't happened, I still don't think Robin would have invited Monique because the, the key that a lot of people are missing is those girls did not like Monique prior to her falling out with Candace. So they just using this situation to put extra sauce on it, but they already couldn't stand Monique. Yeah, they don't like Candace. She even now, she just using they just using her as a pawn. And, and Candace too stupid to realize that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, they they haven't ever cared for Monique, and so I don't really take this as a slap in the face to Monique because she wasn't gonna be invited one way or the other. They do cut to Monique in therapy with an actual therapist versus a pastor who wants to pray it away. This got on my nerves a little bit because, friends, we talk about this um, in a group chat. We talk about it on Twitter. Monique tells the therapist the girl's icing her out makes her feel like when she was a child again and the white kids wouldn't play with her because she was too black and the black kids wouldn't play with her because she was too proper. And too fucking old to be holding on to childhood trauma. See, you better than me because I'm gonna be real with you, my friend, and our listeners. I fast forwarded through that shit because I already knew it was gonna be some bullshit. I, you telling me this is my first time actually knowing what the fuck they said during that shit. And I'm gonna yeah. tell you why. I'm gonna tell you why I fast forwarded through it <clears throat> because it was bullshit. Not only was it bullshit, but I am like completely over like the performance of this whole entire. It has been what damn near what eighty four years. It has been eighty four years, and we still being performative, dragging this out about this. Oh, now, oh, Monique, you know, has to go to therapy. Which I mean, to be fair, you know, I'm, I'm always she, here for therapy. She clearly needed to go to therapy because she had some unresolved trauma. But it damn shouldn't have been this little fight that Candace uh, initiated that that did it. Is uh, thank you. That is my entire thing. Like, oh well, them icing me out made me feel like the girl ain't I got a goddamn thing to do with none of that. You needed therapy for you, and you needed therapy because nigga, everybody needed therapy. It ain't take this little silly ass stupid fight that again Candace initiated for you to for you to go to some goddamn therapy, Monique. And that's exactly why I fast forwarded through that shit. Yeah, I hated that. I hate. I understand Monique doing what she has to do in front of the cameras 
just because they needed to spin this situation to make sure that she didn't look like some evil human being that they tried to paint her to be. But that whole uh, is from my past trauma. No, let's be honest about it. Just say what you wanted to say. She provoked you and you supplied what she was asking for in that situation. And that's it. Like, like the performance about this shit is so irritating. And she's going to say, uh, I'm remorseful for my actions, but I'm not sorry for defending myself when I felt I needed to. So why are we going through all of this? I, 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 she she wanted, she dragged me, Monique, dragged me. Okay, I dragged her. End the conversation. Like, why are we, I, I just, why are we still here episodes later with this shit? I just, I'm sorry for sounding exasperated, but I am. Like, nigga, we all got eyes. We all saw what happened. We don't see multiple flashbacks about this shit. Candace yeah. literally asked her to drag her, and Monique foolishly dragged her. And we've all seen that shit. Like, I just... Go ahead, friend. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, yeah. Um... I want to I want to start getting to some things. Um, I do not, and my friend here will tell you, do not have not ever liked Michael and Ashley fucking Darby, and Michael correct. Darby is fucking weird and creepy, As and fuck. telling Ashley to watch Dean's penis while she gets him ready for his photo shoot. While he sits there not helping out any whatsoever, I'm so it just glad continues to solidify so how fucking creepy he is. I am so glad. What kind here. of conversation is that? Why is I'm that so something that here. you want to discuss in why, any capacity? That's a fucking f- baby. Yo, baby, at that, what the fuck are you talking about, you creepy ass old white decrepit ass fossil? What the fuck are you talking about? Like, you already oh. showed that you don't give a fuck about a fuck about Dean anyway and then she actually pregnant right now and got baby number two on the way and that's two more that's another child that you're not gonna give a fuck about why are you so creepy Michael Darby you're creepy towards adults you're creepy towards your own wife you're creepy towards your own children why the fuck are you here old creepy ass white man why Linda slam the door like somebody owed her money damn she scared me (laughs) (laughs) here come mike talking about shit god damn is everything okay (laughs) damn (laughs) i am am nervous london said said, i close doors around here i do all this i do all the doors slamming around this motherfucker (laughs) not y'all me um, my bad. <laughs> London say, London say, my name on these doors. <laughs> and then here we go. Then, then they, then Michael tops it off being creepy, discussing if Juan will rep- will propose to Robin at this holiday party. Why you seem so? Why he seems so bitter about it? Cause your boy crush is is getting married. You didn't get the proposal you wanted to be proposed to by him instead of Robin. Just very fucking creepy, man. Weird. I don't know. It, he's weird. weird. Like the thing is, like, I mean, I mean, if if we being honest, if if I'm being completely honest and transparent, 
I didn't think Juan was gonna actually propose to her because I mean it's Juan. But yeah, the, I mean, but like him being so like it's not like him being doubtful isn't necessarily bad because again it's Juan. But like him being so adamant that he wouldn't is what was creepy to me. Yeah. Like he could have been like, you know, I mean, I know Juan and you know, Juan don't have a good track record, but I hope he does. That would have been fine. But like him being just like because and I told you I was finna text you this before you text me, but when we was watching it, I was like, nigga, why are you being so messy about this shit? Like days, hours before, why are you being so messy about it? Like if Juan is your boy, like you say he is, why are you being so messy about it? Yeah. Like it's just, it's just weird. He's a he's a weird white man. He's a weird white old man. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, I don't I don't um, like him. <laughs> yeah, same friend. Um we they cut to to Candace uh still playing victim. I mean, claiming she disappointed at her former BFF Karen. Allegedly set her up to have a run-in with Monique at her wig party. But then we get some receipts mm. as Karen is getting prepared to take a trip. Um, she's going on the Home Shopping Network to um, do a segment on La Dame perfume. Mm -hmm. And we finally get some receipts. Now and only I, love, we get some re I love, I love a good receipt. Not only do we get... Not only Candace, on the show, but also off the show. But go ahead, friend. My bad. Go ahead. Candace blatantly lied on Karen, saying that Karen asked her to come earlier, when in fact Karen did not ask her to come earlier. Karen told Candace to come at six thirty. She asked Monique to come at four thirty. Monique even said she wanted to come at four because. She had to be gone by five for another engagement. Candace is a fucking liar and has been lying this whole season since the Monique situation to have sympathy and gain favor with this group of fucking girls. And I that, that am don't like her. sick of it. These girls have not liked you prior to being able to use you as a pawn to ice Monique out. Mm. You will be next, sweetheart. Who you think they will get up next, get rid of next season? You are out of here. They literally have acknowledged, like literally have acknowledged. I mean, granted, it's called coming from inside the house because it's coming from Giselle and Robin. But they have literally acknowledged and repeatedly said that you are a bozo that pops at, pops off at the mouth that will make somebody want to put hands on you. That shit ain't finna go away. They just using you right now because they hate Monique more, but you right next. You you out of there. Yeah, it ain't no space for you. Ain't no space for the dark girls on that show. You ain't peeped? Well, of course you ain't peeped because you're stupid and anti-black your goddamn self. But baby, you out of here. They don't care about you, Toots. They want Monique gone and they want you gone. The only dark-skinned woman they want on that show is Sharice, and that's because she more broke and less fashionable than them. And she abozo her goddamn self. Hello. We cut to Juan 
and Robin at therapy, at couples therapy, and they finally discussed their relationship, their, the cheating, what led to the marriage falling apart, and I wasn't shocked by any of it. Um, mm. What I was shocked is that Juan actually sat there and manned up and admitted to his faults. He admitted to fucking up. He admitted that because uh, he felt like he wasn't getting what he needed, he went outside the marriage and ultimately he put Robin in a position where she ended up being guarded and no longer caring as well. Like he said things were rocky before they had the kids. They've been together since they were young. He Now he has a lot of childhood trauma losing both parents so young Mm -hmm. Um, and probably having to figure out a lot of shit on his own, then being thrust into the NBA and, you know, being a college athlete and all the perks that came with, he never really had to be accountable for shit. Um, so taking some accountability in this relationship, um, good for him. Now I want to ask this and I'm not like saying this with any shade. Do you think he's going to do right by Robin this time? I think he is doing right by Robin currently. Um, Because I just honestly feel like at this point, they've been divorced. He's been rumored to have been dating other women. Um, He was at one point dating Gabrielle Union. If he really did not want to be there, he wouldn't be there. I agree. Um, It's not like Robin is some... It's not like Robin is as rich as Karen or got... There's nothing from him to gain other than the fact that he loves her, loves their boys, wants a second chance, and wants them to have a happy and healthy marriage that they did not have because he was just so stupid and trifling when they were married the first time. I don't think there's anything to gain from bullshitting Robin. She $90,000 in tax debt. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. I like I said, I wasn't asking that as shade or anything. I, I, I no, think no, that's he, a real question considering yeah. all that we've heard about wine in the past. Right. Um, you know, you just ask ten, you ask stuff like that. Um, I hope I, I wish, hope they get it together. I, I hope yeah, he continues I, I wish, to. I wish them the best. Yeah. So, Giselle is at this holiday party as usual, <laughs> and Janal Bryant is missing in action. Did you call that nigga Janal? Yes, I did. Janal ain't nowhere to be found. That is the show title. <laughs> every time it's time to be seen somewhere with Giselle, my man be like, no, nah, uh-uh. I ain't gonna make Janelle it. Janal Bryant? <laughs> I might make that my tour tonight. <laughs> every time, every time they got some public engagement to go to together, Jamal be like, "Nah, I'm not gonna be able to do it." Sorry, hey, 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 it's it's like on Friday. It's like you want to be here, Jamal? No. <laughs> Just every time, friend. He so just, no, rest hey. in peace, Tiny. Rest in peace, Tiny. Rest in peace, yeah. That's a hard hitter one. But again, y'all, y'all won't y'all won't take the corner y'all won't take cornucopia serious and she keep putting her foot in everybody's ass. 
This is it's not a joke. They think he they think he may have gotten COVID again after recovering from it earlier this year. Um, and they think that either complications from it or a reinfection may have caused his death. And I'm not saying he was out and about or none of that, but because people won't sit down, y'all risk putting people who are sitting sitting at home in danger. Listen, I think, listen, I just, um, who was it that, tw- I think one, my, one of my favorite followers on Twitter, uh, Robin, uh, Robin want to be fried. Like she was just saying, um, I think it was either today or yesterday, like now places that need to, you know, that have to be open because of, you know, like work and, you know, the grocery store and things of that nature. Now they are becoming dangerous because people who are not taking this shit seriously have made them dangerous because you go yeah, to the grocery people store. Are going to the grocery store with COVID instead of having their groceries delivered or using Instacart or something like that, they're choosing yeah. to go in the grocery store and risking infecting other people. Right, it's like really you going to the grocery, you gro- you going to the goddamn grocery store after you had just been to the club the night before. Like, girl, fuck you. Yeah, a sin in the goddamn shame. Tragedy, really. Speaking of tragedy, back to these crazy ass heifers on Potomac. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so Giselle is at that party alone yet again. Mm. What do the lonely do at parties? Being other people's business. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's gonna do that anyway because that's just how she is. Um, they so why Candace thinks she Whitney Houston? <laughs> why she won't leave us alone? <laughs> Baby, you are not the voice. You are you you are mm 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 She will not. She will not. She will not. She will not leave mm. us alone with them lackluster vocals. Your your mic your your mic needs to be on. You are not Usher, <laughs> cause baby, you uh, is not giving it to us your way. You. <laughs> I, I hate you, but I love you. See that team? You see, I listen. I throw it up. You slam dunk it. <laughs> That's how we got to do it. Listen, because um, you listen, candid. Listen, de- listen. Let me tell you something. I know I can't sing. I know this. I know I can't. But you don't see me going around pretending that I can. Candace, babe. Listen, if you ever come across this podcast, I need you to know this. Your singing ability. Get off the mic, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) What my friend just said. Your singing ability is par with your ability to tell the truth. They both in the trash. Exactly. In the shitter. And that's what, listen, every girl at that damn, the only person that didn't shade you was Karen, and that's because she hadn't got there yet. Listen, all the girls was looking like, mm. mm-mm. Because, baby, that was not it. And then you had the nerve to try to go acapella. Who said, was that Was that Wendy or Ashley that said that? It was one of them two. You had the nerve <laughs> to try to sing that shit acapella. It shouldn't have, ever. And, and you acapella. That's what the fuck you did. Because, <laughs> girl, what the Rock fuck was that? your records. <laughs> 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 oh, 
<laughs> don't you don't mm-mm, no that's baby you can't sing i don't know who done pumped your head probably chris and your tired ass mama but girl you can't damn sing and then friend after she get off the mic they talking cash shit about karen's flight being delayed like dragging her through the mud. Why do y'all want this woman around and y'all just always got something negative to say about her no matter what she do or how she do it? Mm-hmm. To me, that's that's such bullshit. But Karen and um Ray show up and as usual, Candace uh crying and lying and playing the fucking victim again. You tricking her fucking you tricking her fucking cool you're tricking her Kool-Aid. You just sat up here and bold-faced lied on this woman and you expect a certain amount of loyalty from her? Mm. After you lied like a dog? Mm. Put her whole character in question and it took her having to send receipts to the group chat to prove you fucking lied and you think this woman owes you loyalty. Girl, fuck you. Let me tell you something. I know we're finna get to it, but the fact that what happened happened and Karen still was concerned about your well-being and gave you a hug after you had just cussed her out playing a victim. Karen, listen. Karen a better bitch than I'll ever be. Because you wouldn't have got none for me but laughed at out listen hell and brimstone that's all you would have got from me because girl fuck you so to which we get to um i think michael darby started that fight with chris uh because he was drunk and hurt that one proposed to robin um, <laughs> I I I imagine it has to be pretty painful to see the love of your life get engaged to somebody else, <laughs> and the you person suck. you with <laughs> ain't doing it for you. You know they looking like a million bucks, but to have to sit there and watch the man who you have so shamelessly flirted with over all these years drop down on one knee, and to not do the one thing you want to see him do on his knees. All right, <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you, you, don't you ever talk about me no more. You have been all one this whole fucking episode. I imagine it's painful. But you that fight. I'm so tired of you. Okay, okay, okay. Let me say that this shit that you started with Chris was absolute bullshit. It was. Now you who friend, let me say this. Let me say, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me, go just ahead, let me get this off real quick. Go ahead. Go ahead. You pulled the Candace <laughs> because you egged that on. Let me tell you, wrong if you ask me because you don't get to walk up on me, disrespect my wife. You need to control your wife, man. You need to fucking get her, teach her some self control. He should have got knocked the fuck out for real. My and Chris, is, Chris, Chris said it too. He said you could talk to your wife any way you want to. You will not talk to my talk to me about my wife like that. You will not disrespect her because honestly, your wife is one of the messiest, vilest bitches on that show, and you have not learned to control that hoe yet. 
my thing was Michael wasn't wrong. He just didn't need to say shit. The the call was coming from in the room. Cause yeah, that's what that, right, that, that's what I'm saying. Like he not wrong, but like nigga, you not only shit, not even just relegating it to Ashley. Hell, him himself. Like nigga, you had never behaved on this motherfucking show. So like, you and Candace two piece in a fucking pod. So like, what the fuck is the issue? Yeah. Like if like the thing like if Juan had said like I put it like this if Juan had said that to Chris one it wouldn't have came off like that and two why are we acting like Chris has not checked Candace when he when she been wilding on the show he certainly like, has like he, he certainly has he's Chris has never condoned when Candace been on bullshit like he this is the same nigga that told her to shut the fuck up the last time she was wilding like the way she was so like. You didn't need to do that. Like, I'm pretty sure had that continued to go on, like it probably would have, because it's Candace and we just got on how she was playing victim and carrying on. I'm pretty sure Chris would have eventually seen that, came over there and got Ashley to get, I mean, got Candace together because he's done it before. He didn't need no motherfucking Michael Darby to come over there and say no shit to him like that. At all. At all. And then again, like you said, call coming from inside the house because of it, what what is the first thing that Michael does? Play the victim exactly like Candace. Did you touch me? Did you touch me? I am calling the police. Boy, he went. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, though. I was laughing, not because I could know what he was doing, but but because I couldn't believe he was doing it. I was like, this motherfucker really say he about to call the police. <laughs> You're going to jail. You're going to jail. <laughs> never, never minding the fact that you touched Chris first. Exactly. And we had to be Chris backed you up off of him. Right. But again, you said it before, friend. I don't fuck with people who can't hold that liquor because that's the type of shit they do. And, and Michael this is a was in a drunken stupor at this fucking point. That's this is a routine with him. He he whenever he drinks. He acts the fuck out. Yeah. It always happens. Every time there's a major conflict or blow up, either with the men or the women or both, who is usually always in the middle of it and who is usually not being able to control their liquor? Michael fucking Darby. Yep. You absolutely right. And then the motherfucker. You're going to jail. You're going to jail. <laughs> hey, that shit had me laughing. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> and then Candace and Ashley get involved, and here comes Ashley, dead fucking wrong as usual. You want to talk about Monique? You want to talk about Monique? But look at your husband. Look at your no. I'm gonna be honest here. I hate having to side with Candace and Chris. But if Chris had not your, if Chris was on his Monique shit, your husband would still be laying on the fucking floor, cradled in the fetal position like he deemed. And he would have had every right to get it fucking right. Mm -hmm. Bitch, you was loud and wrong. Yes. And I but can't this, wait but... to see Candace drag you on the reunion because she drags her, as we see in the uh, previews. Yeah, I mean, you know, trash takes out itself. However, yeah. You know, because I mean, listen, I fuck Candace and fuck and fuck Ashley. Shit, yeah. I love when the trash takes takes itself out. But like, um, but this is how you know 
this is how you know. And I hope that Monique, now I don't think she will, but I hope that she will peep that Ashley's support of her was never about her. It was just getting back at Candace. Absolutely. Again, I don't think Monique will peep it because I mean she's not that bright. But <laughs> but I hope she will. I hope she will peep that her support was I, I hope that Monique will peep that Ashley's support of her was superficial and not genuine. Because girl, that ain't have a goddamn thing to do with Monique. At not all. a damn her one. name shouldn't even been in it. Her name shouldn't have not, her name should not girl. That's for us to say. <laughs> that's for us to say. And even we wouldn't say it. Because it didn't have yeah. correlation. Now, if you want to make a correlation of Candace, you know, being ghetto her damn self, there's plenty of, of ammunition for that. It's just not this situation. At all. It was never going to be. Mm-mm. Because honestly, this ain't uh, had shit to do with Candace. This was between both of y'all husbands. Um, we <laughs> we see things wrapping up. Uh, Karen and Ray leave. Candace still trying to throw shots at Karen, and Karen not even acknowledging her stupid ass. Robin has no rhythm, and she likely can't ride dick, and that's probably one of the other reasons why I was tip tip tipping. Uh, you know what? <laughs> That's why wine I, was creeping on the pillow. Now that you bring it up, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't gonna say nothing, but um, yeah, Robin, uh, yeah, <sighs> <sighs> it was a lot. Hey, Robin, you about to stiff as your fashion sense, cause uh, <laughs> word. <sighs> uh, and then mm. the way Michael was talking to Ashley when she trying to calm him down, I feel like he's put his hands on her before. Probably. I feel like he has hit her before. The way he was snatching from her, pushing her. How you telling your wife, don't touch me, and she's trying to calm you down and keep you from doing something that could land you in jail? Right. You talking about the, the this nigga said the security guards don't have a right to restrain him. That's what the fuck security guards are supposed to do. Yeah, it's, when you it's acting like a oh, when you acting like a wild Australian possum, <laughs> right? It's literally in their job. T- security guard, security guard. The they are supposed to guard the guard the security of the vicinity. And right now, you are a threat to the security of the vicinity because you drunk and acting a fucking fool. Yeah. And even Ashley was like, you embarrassing the fuck out of me. You would be pissed off if I got drunk and embarrassed you like that. Um, To which, who gives a fuck? Fuck Ashley and Michael Darby. Um, They did a final wrap up and oh, friend, did you see Sharif back there looking miserable and toe down and shit? She She looked mad and dusty and musty with that shitty wig on. A little tea uh, or speculated tea is that Sharice filmed a lot for this season, but she refused to talk about her divorce any. And so they end up cutting her out of all of the footage, except for a little bit here and there. Good. Good. Yeah, I'm glad. Fuck that dusty hoe. Because, girl, fuck you. With that China cut, uh, that China cut bang wig on, silly hoe. You up here looking like Chibi Robo and shit. Girl, fuck you. 
Exactly. But this is the part that took me out, friend. Candace said that it was not the courts having access to all of the footage. I, I'm so because I tweeted statement. about this. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But it was the blogs and social media that ruined her case against Monique. And Monique's Girl, you lawyer. Sit your and motherfucking lie. funky monkey ass down somewhere. Let me can, let me say this. Let me say this, friend. <clears throat> Candace Dillard, you are one of the funkiest, dumbest, most lying, self-absorbed, unaware delayed as people I have ever seen come across my goddamn TV screen. Period. Listen, the courts are not Twitter. You have plenty of defenders on Twitter for whatever goddamn reason. I mean, because they feel a shit like you, but <laughs> you have plenty of defenders on Twitter. The courts are not Twitter. Them courts looked at that footage and they saw that you initiated that fight by antagonizing Monique and she foolishly responded. In the courts, that is considered a wash. And that's why that shit got dropped. In court, your words can be just as dangerous as a weapon as my good friend, the candidates that we do love, my good friend Candace said last week, that's why your shit got dismissed, Miss Dillard. It didn't have a damn thing to do with Monique. It didn't have a damn thing to do with no blogs. It didn't have a damn thing to do with Monique's lawyers. It didn't have shit to do with nothing but the court system, as trash as it is, looking at that damn footage and saying, well, Monique hit you. What did you do to make her hit you? And they looked at that footage and saw that you initiated that shit verbally and antagonized and provoked her. And that's what made her put hands on you. And in their eyes, that shit is a wash. Get over it. Especially since this shit happened a year ago and you still on Twitter now yapping about the shit. We Thank knew you. that shit got thrown out before the season even started. And you a liar. Also that. And so leave us alone. Um, I'm glad this was the season finale. They've dragged this Candace Monique shit out so long that I couldn't take another episode. Thank God. Um, <sighs> Barely want to look at the reunion, alone. if we're being honest. I do want to look at the reunion because I want to see the husbands cut up. Because it looked like you know Chris what, fam. Fam. is coming to uh, put boots to asses, and ain't nobody gonna check them. Um, Chris always turn up at the reunion, though. It it ain't been a damn reunion of Potomac that Chris has been on yet where he ain't turned up in some kind of way. At all. That's one thing I do appreciate about that white man. He is consistent. Now he ain't consistent in his kids' lives. But he is consistent with the mess on this show, and I appreciate that. <laughs> well, y'all, <laughs> we hope y'all enjoyed this long-ass episode. 
<laughs> we will be back next week to discuss part one of the reunion. Yeah. We will be discussing um, Salt Lake City and episode two of Real Housewives of Atlanta. We thank y'all. Oh, and um, Ready to Love. Um, we thank y'all for tuning in as usual. Yep. Happy holidays. Feliz Navidad. Stay in the house. 